0: All right, we are here on Arbo Manity with Dr. Cheryl Kingsburg. She's a world expert in female sexual health, and she's been working in the field of female sexual health and menopause for over 30 years. She's a past president of the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health, ISHWISH, and also the Menopause Society. I am so lucky to have her here in Cleveland. I benefited from her teaching and her sharing of her knowledge when I was a resident and I continue to benefit now that I'm back here in Cleveland. And I'm so lucky to have her here to answer this question that was submitted to our website. So welcome, Cheryl.
1: Thank you. And can I say we are thrilled to have you back in Cleveland. You had to travel the world before you decided Cleveland was the place you wanted to land. So um, the fact that you have come back and we have been really able to create a sexual medicine program that is truly multidisciplinary, um, we owe to you really uh, taking on sexual health. So I'm happy to answer your questions and welcome back to Cleveland.
0: Thank you. <laughs> All right, so here's the question that someone submitted. I don't know if this is a woman or man. Um, it's not gendered here, so we'll see. It says, "Hi, Dr. Pope. I'm interested to hear if you've heard of other women who have become basically asexual. Okay, so I'm assuming this is a woman submitting this um, after having one or more children. No interest in normal intercourse or masturbation. Just totally uninterested, and no pain either. Could this be caused by something medical, i.e. O- hormonal imbalance, or is it more likely to be psychological? Thanks for the great blog. Well, this is why I brought on our expert, Dr. Kingsburg, to help me tackle this one. What are some of your initial thoughts?
1: Well, thank goodness we are a team, because really, um, her, her, her question is a fair one. And unfortunately, I do see it happen. And uh, it is uh, really uh, unnerving to many women who used to have good desire they have a baby. They're like, well, I don't really think that there's anything that should be going on to cause my problem. Why don't I have my desire back? So first, let's look at desire. Let's just uh, define desire. Desire really is the appetite for sexual activity. It is having thoughts, fantasies, interest, um, the sort of the anticipation, positively, of having a sexual encounter, whether or not you actually act on it. It is more about appetite. We all have a certain level of drive, if you will. Some of us would like to have sex if we could every single day. Some of us once a week would be fine. Some of us once a month and some of us every leap year. Uh-huh. And that's a range. right? So in this case, we would look to see what her prior um, appetite was. You know, Was it once a month? Was it once a week?
0: Right. And whether it's bad. changed. Now
1: she uses the term uh, asexual and I really want to differentiate that because asexual means not having any sexual interest and not being distressed by it. In, in contrast, what she is concerned that she may have is hypoactive sexual desire disorder, which is the absence of or loss of the interest in being sexual that causes distress. Right. So there are, Women who have no interest and aren't distressed by it, and we would not diagnose them with the sexual dysfunction. So it is really, really, really don't want to do that. But if somebody had desire, they've lost it and they want it back. That is kind of the key to hypoactive sexual desire disorder. Women want to want whether it's lifetime loss, uh, lifetime absence of desire, or having it and then losing it. And unfortunately, again, with pregnancy, postpartum, many women will develop HSDD. The good news is the vast majority will, it will resolve. But if it goes on beyond six months or beyond the time somebody stops breastfeeding and gets their normal hormonal balance back, now we've got a problem and we really need to treat it. So please don't assume it's HSDD until you are like I said, done breastfeeding or at least six months postpartum, because we do know that hormones absolutely can impact sexual desire. Not, just, And I'm not talking about no time, no energy, no privacy that every new mother will experience. And I'm not talking about the fact that breastfeeding can lead to vaginal changes like that would mimic menopause and genitourinary syndrome of menopause, painful. I'm not talking about that or lack of Uh, Arousal, I am talking about lack of appetite. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, if it goes beyond six months when their body is healed and, and returned to a sort of their baseline state, now we need to treat it as hypoactive sexual desire disorder
0: hmm It's really interesting that you mentioned that timing because I have read and actually heard women talk about this themselves in clinic too, that sometimes in those early months or that first year, they're breastfeeding, they, are, they have a baby on them frequently, and they have this skin contact and this sort of, you know, you get you get all those great chemical endorphins from that as well. And then these women say, you know, I'm not really, I'm not feeling like I need to be affectionate with my partner. I'm not getting that sort of longing because sure. they're getting it elsewhere. And not not to say that it's romantic with their children, but it's just that skin to skin. Sure. And
1: the- well, two things. One is the oxy. you would hope that the oxytocin would sort of pay off for the partner and that 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 sort of hormone of affiliation would lead to more sexual interest, but for many women they're touched out. Yeah, Um, Yeah. that they are they are completely inundated with the physical sensation of connecting to their baby or maybe even other children, and they have almost nothing left in terms of a desire for physical touch, which you know certainly could be problematic. Um, And there's also for some women a Difficulty in switching gears yeah. from the touch and sensation and the pleasure of, of you know holding their baby and then switching gears and having their body feel erotic. Uh-huh. So, you know, if they're breastfeeding and their their breasts are being used to feed their baby, it's very hard for them to switch that and become erotic and have the breasts as an erogenous zone. And yeah. just their whole identity can yeah. shift. I don't think that's what the the woman in the question was, at, was right. asking about. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. I just want to validate that for many women who early yeah. on as they're dealing with children yeah. um, have difficulty sort of switching gears.
0: A hundred percent. And not to mention the exhaustion, right? I had a patient last week who told me, yeah, I'm not thinking about sex because if I have any free time, I want <laughs> <asleep."> <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. No, to sleep. Absolutely. Absolutely. But then
0: to kind of answer this question where we think she's coming from, Few years later, maybe maybe even children are grown, and then just not having interest. You see patients in those scenarios. Yes.
1: Now, if if they are twenty years later, for example, right? Yeah. I see women who will come in and they'll say, "I think I have postpartum depression." And when I ask them how old their child is, they say twenty-one. That is not postpartum depression. Right, but but so in this case, you know, if if it's if they're grown, she may now be in menopause, and we have a whole different issue. But if it's been several years and she still has no desire, I would have hoped she would have come for treatment sooner. Unfortunately, many women don't. Right, Um, but thanks to your podcast, maybe more women will. Maybe. And we need to approach treating the hypoactive sexual desire disorder or HSDD. Yeah, uh, very, you know, uh, evidence based. Mm-hmm. So we may try psychotherapy, um, which I do for a living and look at more mindfulness based approaches or look at helping her um, manifest her responsive desire, even if some of her spontaneous desire has Decreased, although right. she still may be dis- distressed that she has no spontaneous urge. And so I don't want right. to, again, invalidate that. Yeah. We, we have two FDA approved pharmacologic options yeah. to try to bring back some drive for women. We have uh, Addy or Flabanserin mm-hmm. is the generic name, and we have uh, Vileci or Brimelanotide. And When they talk to their healthcare professional, they can think about which one might be a better option for them. They are both non-hormonal. Right. So if it is driven by a hormonal imbalance that just never got back to a baseline, um, it is possible to look at um, changing hormones or, or using a different oral contraceptive issues on that. Right. or uh, an IUD. Um, but it may be that what caused the problem may not be what we used to treat it.
0: Yeah. And you bring up a really good point, actually, that now that this person has already had children, maybe she's taking other medications that as a side effect are going to cause low desire, right? So if she's trying to actively not become pregnant, maybe she's on an oral contraceptive and now all of her free testosterone is bound up by that. So her drive is decreasing, or maybe, you know, there was some postpartum depression that came out or some other depression or anxiety, and now she's on an SSRI and her drive is decreasing. So sometimes it's not really directly related to the, the, having children, but it's more about the life circumstances and then even med- new medications.
1: Absolutely. we, sh- uh, you know, A good uh, healthcare professional will assess all of those things. And in fact, we actually have a simple screener, the DSDS, the decreased sexual desire screener, that will help even the general clinician who may not be thinking about all those things. It kind of takes them down that path anyway. It says, yeah. did you used to have desire and now it's gone and are you distressed? So that gets away from asexual and yeah. HSDD. And then it has an ABCDEFG of possible modifiable factors that may be related to their decreased desire, including medications, including depression, including partner issues, including stress, like yeah. no time, no energy, no privacy. So that the, takes the clinician through that. So yeah. she, the clinician and the patient can decide themselves what seems to be the most logical sources of problems? And do we want to look at them to try and treat them? And so I think it, it makes it easy for almost everybody.
0: Yeah. And I'll put that screener up on the website in case people are interested in kind of quizzing themselves. Great. Um, okay. My last thought here. So I did study anthropology as an undergrad. And so part of me also wonders, is there something evolutionary about this? That we are driven in some way and we have a higher sex drive when we want to procreate. And then maybe that wanes for people who have that sort of a drive. Is, is this something biologically that could be there? Or am I Just thinking too uh, theoretical
1: about this. Well, it is kind of theoretical, but that evolutionary biology doesn't always sort of uh, line up, yeah. um, Because many women will, you know, lose their desire despite the fact that they actually wanted more than one child. Maybe it happened after their first kid, and they're like, now, now they're really stuck. Yeah. Um, So that that may not work, and I do think that there may be a hormonal issue. Mm. but it isn't necessarily, you know, pre and post children. It may be during their menstrual cycle. And we do know mm. that some women, not all, yeah. will experience um, changes in their level of drive mm-hmm. based on where they are in their menstrual cycle. And mm-hmm. others are like, I have no idea where I am in my cycle. I have no idea. Um, right. You know, there's a wonderful book um, by a psychologist. Uh, this is your brain on on birth right. control. Right. Um, that, really point to the fact that some women are greatly affected by hormones and contraceptives and some women are not. And so that's also something important to talk to your provider about.
0: Right. And lots of people have high drive and don't want to have any children. So yeah. Well, I think this has been very useful. And I hope that the person who submitted this question anonymously um, is satisfied with these answers. And I'll put that screener up for other people who are curious. Thank you so much, Dr. Kingsburg, for sharing more of your expertise with us all. Well, thanks for
1: inviting me.